God. Well, ladies, pretty soon, it'll be the Woven Women's Conference that'll be here. We won't just be talking about it, we'll be experiencing it. I say we because I'll probably be helping working, so. <laughs> but if you, if you know anybody that you could invite or friend, a co-worker, a neighbor that you could invite to this conference, I would uh, encourage you to invite them. It's by, no, by donation. Uh, you can sign up on our website, and uh, it's going to be a great time with our very special guest, Dr. Michael Jacobs. And, uh, you know, God is faithful to bring really good people here. And um, we're so excited for the opportunity to build the kingdom of God. And also, uh, this Saturday, men, we're having our breakfast of encouragement right here at 830. So if you're 12 and up and you'd like to come, come on out for some good food, a good time with the Lord and some good fellowship. So I encourage you men to do that. Amen. And then, you know, in your giving tonight, you have an opportunity to invest in the kingdom of God. Amen. And uh, I would encourage you to invest in in the kingdom of God and do what God puts on your heart to do or do what you want to do. Amen. You can give anytime during the service. And if you're watching online, you can go to our website and give that way. That's a good way to uh, be connected. Amen. And, uh, God uh, will bless your gift. Father, I just pronounce a blessing upon the givers and their gifts, Lord, that they bring into your kingdom. And Lord, I I thank you that it is received by your hand. And Lord, you reward them bountifully and wonderfully in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, we want to dismiss our kids at this time for our kids' life. So kids, have a great class. Enjoy your time. Bless our teachers and let them have a good time. Amen. We're so thankful for our volunteers that help uh, in the Kids Life program and uh, all that you do. We appreciate it very much. Hallelujah. Well, who's hungry for the word? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, tonight the Lord put it on my heart to have faith for miracles. Now, we know that miracles, they may not occur every day. And maybe you're here tonight and you don't need a miracle, but maybe you know someone that does. And God wants to use you to help them. Amen? Amen. So you're going to hear the word tonight about miracles. And when you hear the word about miracles, faith is going to come to your heart. And you're going to be able to expect greater things and greater works. How many believe in greater works? Jesus himself said, the works that I do, you will do also. But greater works, because I'm retiring early. Amen? Amen. 
Go with me to Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. And we're going to go ahead and begin there. Hallelujah. And we're going to start with verse uh, 14. Mark 16 and verse 14. Jesus had risen from the dead and he came to his disciples and he said this in verse 14. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat or they were having dinner and abraded them for their unbelief. Talk about a dinner spoiler. (laughs) And hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. You got to be careful that you don't doubt God's reports that are true. Amen? They, they didn't believe the people that told them that said he was risen. And uh, he had showed himself many times in different places for over 40 days. And uh, they're having dinner, right? Probably in the upper room. And he comes in and, you know, the Amplified says that he called them to account for their unbelief and their hardness of heart. Because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen from the dead. But then he goes on in verse 15. Okay, now he's got the doubt out. He's got the unbelief cleared away, right? Now he's good to go. Amen? Then he says in verse 15, and he said to them, go. See, they couldn't go full of doubt and unbelief. He had to deal with that, but now now they can go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Say, I'm a believer, and I'm called to go. Amen? Now, you may not be able to physically go, but you can send someone who goes. Amen? It is a partnership. There are some that go and some that send, but together we get the job done. Amen? Thank God for the ones who go. Thank God for the ones who send. Amen. They're both important and they both get a reward. Some plant, some water, but God gives a reward. Amen. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He said, he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. He that believes not, King James says, shall be damned or condemned. And these signs Shall what? Follow who? Them them that believe, right? How many believers are here tonight? We need to expect signs following us. Amen. They didn't go before us. They weren't chasing after them, but they followed them. Amen. Signs showed up where believers were and where believers went. Signs showed up. Wonders happened. Miracles occurred. And then he said, verse 17, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Speak the name. In my name. That's the key to everything. How many know the name? The name of Jesus. When you speak Jesus, something happens. It releases a force and a power that brings it on the scene. 
In my name, they shall cast out devils. Devils like to hide. And if you encounter someone with a devil, you have the power, the ability, and the authority to cast them out. Oh, you didn't get so excited about that. Some of you aren't so sure that you've been called, anointed, and appointed to cast out devils. Everyone in this room is a devil buster. Who are you going to call? The devil busters. Right? You don't need some backpack full of radiation thing. You got the name of Jesus. That's got more power than the kingdom of darkness. That causes devils to flee. The number one sign that's going to follow believers is they're going to cast out devils. Amen? And they'll speak with new tongues. You're going to speak new languages. Might be a heavenly language, might be an earthly language, but God's got a language for you. Believers should speak in other languages. All right? Verse 18, they shall pick up serpents. Now, wait a minute. What do you mean I'm going to pick up serpents? Well, let's open our minds about this thought for just a minute. He's not really necessarily talking about physical snakes. I'm going to prove this to you. In Genesis 3.1, the serpent was subtle. Right? In Exodus 4.3, Moses' rod became a serpent. And it ate, all the, it ate the devil's serpents. Right? In Numbers 21, their complaints brought fiery serpents and God lifted a bronze serpent. And the bronze serpent is a type of the crucifixion. Okay? 2 Kings 18.4 talks about Hezekiah destroying the bronze serpent because they made it an idol and worshipped it. Alright? Psalms 58 verses 3 and 4. Psalms 58 verses 3. And I know I'm going a little fast, but that's okay. He says, wicked liars are equated with poisonous serpents. So when you pick up serpents, you're dealing with the devil's work that's trying to mess someone up. All right? Psalm 91, verse 13, tells us to tread on the cobra and serpent. Also, it says the same thing in Luke 10, 19. We tread on serpents and scorpions. Okay? Does that mean you can get a bunch of scorpions and walk on them? No. It's talking about things that are poisonous and venomous that hurt someone spiritually. Now, it, it could mean a snake. We know that Paul got bit by a viper and he shook it off. Amen. Everybody take your hand and just 